Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Radically Logical. I am one of the co-hosts here, Miss Tara Tyler, and I'm joined by the lovely Amber Rose. Hello. Keep in mind, these are not. This is not Tara Tyler, the the stripper, or Amber Rose, the the dancer. Um, we both have stripper yeah, names, don't we? Yes, we do. Actually, this is. <laughs> Wow. You know, I didn't think about this until we started talking. We do have stripper names, but you know what? You know what? I bring a 100% real booty along with mine. <laughs> Girl, everything on this show is 100% real. In fact, um, that's kind of why we wanted to do this show. We wanted to do a, a real, honest, very transparent and open show about what it's like um, not only – for women in business, but specifically women in freelancing and freelancing in general. So, and the radical, the radical idea of, of, it seems radical right now of wanting to work from home, wanting to be at home more and invest in your family more. But in order to do that, it just logically makes sense that, you know what, make your business out of your home. And that's exactly what we're talking about is whether you're a man or woman, actually, or, or anybody. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to say that, uh, we're like, you know, um, going to be a feminist sort of podcast, but being both, both women, uh, we've, we've faced the for struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I love men. So, <laughs> well, um, let's talk a little bit about our, our background, um, I'll go first if you don't mind. Um, oh, Miss Amber. Uh, so I'm Tara, like I mentioned. Uh, before becoming a full time freelancer, I worked in radio for 10 years. So being back behind the microphone is definitely a comfortable place for me to be. Very exciting. Um, and <laughs> I met Amber through doing freelance voiceover work. <laughs> you know, it was my lucky day, by the way. Aww. I'm very fortunate. Uh, because it was kind of one of those instant connections of like, oh my gosh, where have you been? <laughs> like, oh you're my, my life. people. Don't you love it when you find someone you're like, you're my people. Yeah. yeah you meet them and you're like, oh, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That happens a lot with, with creative people. I feel like not a lot, not a lot, but it happens more. I think with creative people where, you know, we put ourselves outside of the box so much and allow those kind of connections and allow those opportunities to happen. Yeah. And when you say something kind of crazy or eccentric, people who are who are other creative minded sort of folks, they don't raise that one eyebrow at you and kind of <laughs> look like they know what you're saying. They like jump on board with you and they're like, yes, you're crazy. I am, too. I love it. You know, <laughs> which is one of the reasons um, you have done what you've and freelancing and are looking to explore more of what is out there in freelancing. Actually, you were just talking, um, not only have you done voiceover and um, radio, um, but you, you know, you were talking through some of the freelancing jobs that you've been looking into and just exploring. And there's so different kinds out there that it is nuts. Yeah. So when I first started in voiceover, um, I'm trying to find voiceover work uh, primarily this was before the internet. I mean, of course, the internet was around. There was email, Facebook, these kinds of things. But there weren't all the freelancing sites that you have now. There was no Fiverr or Upwork or Elance and all of those that we have now. Um, right. 
so the it's become much more complex. Uh, the competition has become much Oof. more fierce. Oh my goodness! But in a great way, the competition is great. I yeah, mean, because it kind of forces you know us to step it up. Absolutely. So our- yeah, if you've got the talent and you've got the more importantly, you've got the dedication. Um, stubbornness <laughs> to get and stubbornness, yeah, to get out there and hustle it. Then it can be a great. Uh, a great way to break free of that kind of corporate nine to five cubicle drone world, which I've also been a part of as well. Absolutely. And like uh, Tara was saying, uh, her and I have actually met through voiceover work. Um, but uh, my freelancing extends uh, even a little bit beyond that. I'm actually from a small town of about 35,000 people. So, you know, in order to find anything I mean, clock in for the man ugh, kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, that pays anything decently. You really do have to travel to bigger cities. The nice thing with freelancing is oh, the Internet has actually opened up a lot of freelancing possibilities like the voiceover, which I started about four years ago. Been in radio actually as well, which was but not near as long as uh, Tara, the lovely Tara. <laughs> um, although I did have a lot of people asking when me and Wes Khalifa were getting back together. <laughs> Um, wait, wait. Okay, we're, I'm writing that down. That's going to be another story for another show. Um, the, that you dated Wiz Khalifa. Okay, don't tell me. Don't tell me. We're going to save that for a, okay. a future show. Right. We'll totally save that. Actually, we'll totally save that. But I also dabble in other freelancing, like <laughs> pet sitting, which is little known. People really don't think about some of the things that you can do to freelance or that even falls under the scope of freelancing. And a couple of those things that I do, I mean, I'm a musician as well, first and foremost. I'm a blues singer. Um, But I'm actually pet sitting right now. There is a a beautiful golden retriever laying her head in my lap right now. Um, So I am actually talking with Miss Tara while I'm freelancing. We're freelancing while we're freelancing. Do you realize this? Oh, so meta. I, I love it. It's, so it's, it's like me. podcastception here, I suppose. <laughs> podcastception. You know what? I think you just coined a new term. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah. so uh, on today's uh, podcast, I just kind of wanted to set up the scene. So now that you kind of know what we're about and who we are, um, what really gave me the time and the inspiration to do this was getting canned from my full-time gig. <laughs> Mm, which I'm so, still bucked about, still miss you so much, um, hey, but definitely understand that it happens, you know? It happens. So uh, I found myself uh, for the first time since I was – well, first of all, I've never had to look for a job. Um, most jobs have kind of fallen into my lap or, you know, I heard about another great opportunity. I applied and got the job. So this is the first time since I was like 16 years old that I'm considered unemployed. Um But what I'm finding out is that there are so many ways to work in today's um, in today's world. You um, you said that you were pet sitting right now. I spent my weekend driving Lyft um, in addition to doing voiceover work from my home studio. Uh, So I think we're at a really interesting time, but also at a very um, a very. Uh, crucial time. Um, you may have heard here in I'm, – I'm outside of San Francisco. So here in the Bay Area, Uber drivers actually just had a big strike. Uh, Uber decided to cut the that. rates. Yeah. Did you hear about this? 
we heard, okay, so I'm over here in Ohio, you're in California. We heard about it over here, but we didn't hear about, I mean, what the big deal is. Because, I mean, because over here, I'm thinking, hey, you know, I could I sign it? Could Uber and Lyft come to my little small town? And I mean, could we have Lyft and Uber drivers? That sounds amazing. So us over here in a small town, we don't understand what's going on over with y'all. Like what's up with this? What's going on with y'all? What is going on with Uber? So with Uber, they unexpectedly cut the rates for drivers. There was no real warning of it. And it was just one day Uber drivers opened their app and all of a sudden they weren't making as much as they were. Um, and as you know, as a, as a freelancer, um, yeah, being able to predict your income and being able to know if you're going to be able to pay your bills next month is always a worry. So something like that uh, can be devastating to people who depend on Uber uh, as a source of income. So oh, yeah. the Uber drivers uh, out here in San Francisco organized a protest where they, I think it was like 200 of them, blocked the 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 freeways. And, well, they kind of did like a parade, right? All the way from San Francisco Airport all the way to City Hall where they circled City Hall. Uh, just a chain of like 200 Uber drivers with signs and honking and getting attention for this. Um, so there haven't the uh, you know I I only drove for Uber for about a week um, and decided that I would rather stick with Lyft uh, solely for for driving um, just because the rates are better uh, than what Uber pays at least out here in San Francisco. San Francisco, I can't speak to other parts of the country, but also just because of the brand itself. And that's something that I think anyone who's working as a freelancer, this is your business and who you choose to partner with, whether, you know, it's it's Upwork, Fiverr, uh, Voice Bunny, um, Article Bunny, any of these other freelancing websites, you're getting into business with these companies. And it's hard to know who you can can trust, right? Yeah. Who's a scam? Who's <laughs> Obviously, pet sitting, you don't have to worry about that too much. But um, as the ginger is groaning right now. But, um, but no, which ones are scams? Which ones are legit? Which ones can you trust to give your personal information to? That is a very, with, with the explosion of of um, computers making this very possible for anybody to work from home and apps and that kind of thing, legit worry, getting scammed, getting your identity stolen if you are passing your information off to the wrong people, which I think actually brings us full circle to why we want to do this. Yeah, so we want to be a resource for people um, who are freelancing or even, um, you know, maybe you're working in you're working a full-time job, but you're thinking about getting into freelancing, or you have a hobby that you want to turn into a business. Um, you know, we want to hear your stories, your questions, and talk about topics uh, that are that are very important. Should there be a freelancers union, so to speak, or are unions just middlemen that we're trying to cut out? I think that there are so many things that are up for debate right now, and I don't mm -hmm. think that we have a right answer yet. Not yet, but you can always actually send in your questions of what you'd like to hear us either talk about or ask a company member of a um, 
uh, what looks, you're not sure if it's a scam or if it's real and let us talk to, let us talk to the CEO, let us talk to someone in the company and, and actually do a little bit of work and find out if it is. <laughs> right. So um, I have, since uh, losing my, my full-time gig, I've spent a lot of time on Upwork and Fiverr. Um, also, uh, a lot of the voiceover uh, marketplaces, um, including Voice123 and Voice Bunny. Uh, I've also done Lyft and Uber. Uh, and so those are the, the, the sites that I have a lot of experience. Amber, uh, what sites have you been using to find work, whether it's pet sitting work, voiceover work? <laughs> <laughs> Singing. Okay. So yeah, well, I tell you what, so small towns are really big on word of mouth. Um, I think the only reason I've been able to expand my horizons a little bit is because one, I love to network the crap out of things. And I just love to connect people and be connected to people. Girl, you are um, always so busy. You are always on the go. You are out every night. But you have to, especially when you're a freelancer, you have to, because um, really, some of these apps become who you know. I mean, it was it was Facebook groups that turned me on to Voice Bunny, which is where uh, one of my first online online selling of my voice, one of the first places that I, I sold my voice. Um, I mostly I had done I had done either local or it was people that had been local and moved away and still used my services. Um, one of the first, probably the other. I tried Craigslist, which is so crazy, but I've I'd actually work through Craigslist. I mean, you know, it's sketchy when you're trying to meet people for rendezvous is what I've heard, but uh, I don't actually know how that works. Um, it's, yeah, it's, sure. Sure, Miss Amber Rose, I'm sure. You know, um, and it's, it's, and it can be, it can be a liability for some other things, but you know, if you're just looking to track down some leads, there's actually people that are still posting on Craigslist, like you said, Fiverr, uh, Voice Bunny, uh, Voices.com, uh, voices one two three. Obviously, all that falls in the the voices scope. There's there's actually sites out there for babysitting where you can get background checked references and actually put yourself out there to freelance as a babysitter or as a nanny. There is there as are a parent. Sites I've used I've used one of those sites. I've actually used care dot com to find a babysitter for my son. It's yes yes, and it's such a good idea because. I mean, what mom has the time to sit down and interview 10 people in order to find the right fit for your kid and you? Because let's let's be real honest. That's difficult. You know your kid and you know how difficult how, – maybe not how difficult they be, but you, you know how your child responds to strangers. And, you know, if you're a working mom, you don't have time to mess around with a bunch of interviews and a bunch of wondering, hey, did I get the right person? And that's why freelancing sites like care.com or, or the pet sitting sites and that kind of thing are perfect. You can work while you're working. You can yeah. multitask and you can get things done. That's the beauty of this age right now of freelancing. It's absolutely the beauty of it. So each uh... – each week, hopefully, we'll be able to do this once a week. But uh, we're we're gonna bring stories from the freelancing world, maybe um, some sites that you haven't heard of or some services that you haven't heard of, because basically, with the power of the internet, it's just taking people who have a need or or, or a problem and connecting those people to solutions to their to their need. Um, really? For example, I heard about a breast milk. Um, 
sort of a mar- not really a marketplace, but you know, a place where women who have too much breast milk and the women who need it uh, can connect, right? What? That yes. is interesting. Fascinating story. We'll have to save that for a, a future show. But yes. I'm just I'm just fascinated with um, you know, all of these complex problems that can be solved really easily if we can connect the right two people, right? Mm-hmm. And if we can have a good honors conversation about it. Yes, exactly. So uh, in future episodes of the show, we're going to be talking about um, freelancing, about what's happening with with freelancers and all these movements. Um, I, I uh, talked to an old friend of mine who's very involved with the freelance isn't free movement that's happening right now in New York City, where freelancers are kind of trying to unionize and, and make some sort of... Uh, standardization within the industries. Um, Intriguing. Can we talk to him too sometime? Absolutely. Coming up in the future. And then uh, we'll also talk about what are you worth? Because I think before you can start freelancing, you have to know your worth and you have to know your limits if you have any. Or, um, you know, have kind of a plan in place for when uh, when you're kind of blindsided with maybe something that you hadn't had to deal with. For example, a non-paying client. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It yeah. happens. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Oh, my gosh. We have so much to cover, Tara. So much to cover. I, I know. It. So um, I think that for for this episode, we've we've covered a lot. We've got a really good intro into what we're going to be talking about. I'm going to keep driving for Lyft, so uh, I'll be sharing some some fun stories. I'm sure uh, about that. Maybe I'll even take the podcast on the road with me one night. Oh, you totally should do that! Oh my <laughs> gosh! And you know what? I think I may take my podcast on one of the, my one of my walks with these two beautiful doggies. <laughs> oh, that would be lovely. Um, something else you you failed to mention, Amber. What's How that? many foster children does your mom have? Okay, so really cool story. My mom has actually adopted five foster kids. Whoa! And yes, so really the 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 freelance gene runs through all of this. It's not really something you would think much of freelancing, but really it kind of falls in the definition uh, when it. If you love kids. That really definitely falls in the scope of things. Um, and I and honestly, my mom just loved kids so much. She was looking to kind of find herself. Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this. Um, but I'm kind of kind of assume you already knew all this. But <laughs> um, but I, she she really she fell in love. I mean, she started this out as a way to supplement her income because she knew the business she was working for was going to be closing their doors. She worked as their bookkeeper. She'd been there for ten years, and she thought, you know what do I really want to do at this point? I'm, I'm in my, we'll, we'll say fifties and, uh, somewhere in there. And, and she really had an honest conversation with herself and said, what do I really want to do? My business is, is going to be done. My clock in clock out job is going to be done. And I, she has, she also like you, Tara, she hadn't had to apply for anything in quite some time. So it was scary to even think. And the one thing that she knew she loved was kids. Because there were four of us already. I have three brothers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so she has five amazing kids that she's adopted now. And she still does foster care as well. She takes uh, she takes kids uh, that are, you know, been pulled for emergencies or or just tough situations or 
or, you know, if a family's going on vacation and that kind of thing, she's registered and fingerprinted and background checked to, to be able to say, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take your kid for the weekend. Have yourself a, 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 a rest and relax, recoup. And it's amazing. It's actually an amazing, uh, part of, gosh, that's a side of freelancing that I think people don't really talk about Tara, like on the real between you and me. I don't think people talk about how much you actually can discover yourself through freelancing. Yeah, because every day you have to wake up and you have, I mean, in order to make it in any sort of, whether you're a writer, um, a a, a voice actor, a babysitter, whatever you are, Mm. in order to make it, you have to love it and you have to be willing to say, you know, I don't. I don't want to spend my my entire Saturday, you know, uh, you know, sending out emails and and hustling it. But in order to do the work that I love, that's part of it, um, and it makes it all worth it. You know? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it's really easy when you're clocking in and out to just clock in and out and zone out from what you really want to do or where you really want to spend your time. Because in your mind, you're saying, hey, I have to clock in from eight to five today. That part of my day is done. That part of my day belongs to someone else. But when your whole day belongs to you, that is one big question that day. Where do I want to spend my time? And do I really love doing this? Because I have a choice. I have a choice right now. If I don't want to do this, if I don't love this, I don't have to, and I can go find something I really love to do and figure out how to make money doing it. That is amazing advice and amazing insight to the into the world of, of freelancing. There's no room to be on autopilot. You can mm-hmm. never let your your body and your mind kind of go into autopilot like you do whenever you've mm-hmm. got a nine-to-five gig. I've been there. Yeah. But that's half the fun. That's half the excitement is kind of igniting that passion. It's almost a little bit like going on a first date, just a little bit. <laughs> Obviously, it doesn't end the game, you know, let's be real honest. But um, it kind of is that spark, though. And and this one isn't something that can leave you because you're you're setting the boundaries. You're setting the goals. You decide how much work you put into this. And each new project and each new client is like a little first date. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> I really relate things weirdly to relationships in like every part of my life. It's really odd. Well, I'm very, I'm very interested. We're probably, I'm, I'm going to have to warn you. We're, I'm probably going to ask you tons and tons of questions about your dating life. So I hope you're ready for that. Um, this year, I will have been married for ten years, and uh, I dated my husband, my now husband, for uh, about four, five. Oh, gosh, I don't even know, like five years prior to getting married. So I have been uh, out of the dating scene for like 15 years. So (laughs) I can't imagine. You're not old enough. You are not old enough to have been out of the scene for 15 years. You start dating when you were like 10 or something. I started young. I guess so. (laughs) I I found the man of my dreams early in my life and I just hung on to him, I guess. Oh, that's cute. They're so cute. You know? However, I'm going to be prying into your dating life because um, with, oh. with things like with things like Tinder and, you know, meeting people on Facebook and I just can't I, – I cannot wrap my mind around that kind of thing. So um, you'll have to educate me a little bit on, on how dating my, works in this day and age. My pleasure. 
Let me tell you right now, you are not missing anything. You are quite lucky to be married, and I'm pretty sure any single woman who has even looked at Tinder will tell you that. I can't wait to hear some stories. Amber, I am so excited about this show. I think we're going to do great things, and uh, I can't wait um, to to do more and to do this every week. This is going to be the the best part of my week. Oh, that makes me so happy. See, two strippers can find love too. <laughs> All right. We're we, going to we, say goodbye for now. <laughs> we debated on calling this the TNA podcast, but we decided that Radically Logical was probably a little more Google friendly. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like TNA would be very Google friendly. <laughs> I don't know if I want my mother Googling that though. <laughs> okay, touche. Touche. I'd be afraid of how many it would take her to go through before she actually found us <laughs> oh man they they already my my parents are already a little nervous that i record erotic audiobooks so i can't imagine if i told them i was also doing a tna podcast which by the way that is on my list things to talk about are your novels we are so <laughs> talking about this not i know no we don't have time today we've got to go but next time <laughs> Next time, for sure. All right, Amber, thank you so much. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for more Radically Logical next week. See ya.